Welcome to the Offer Letter with myself, your host, Michael Manzano. And in the second part of examining tech, I wanted to try out a few different platforms to see what kind of advice they give for a popular and confusing question of tell me about yourself. In the first episode, we took a look at ChatGTP that gave us its view of why recruiters ask this question, some tips on tricks on how to answer this question, and an interesting example. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode, then make sure you check it out as it might be a good option for you to help prepare for your interview. Today, we're going to examine Google's interview warm-up. This platform is different from ChatGTP because interview warm-up is meant for you to practice or to warm up, of course. You can actually record yourself answering the question or you can type in your answer if you're too shy to be on camera. When you start, then you can actually pick a specific field that you want to practice interview questions on, including data analytics, e-commerce, IT support, project management, UX design, and just general interview questions. Then you can either type your answer or say your answer using your voice and Google will dictate what you say. Once you answer the question, then you can review it and the platform highlights and checks things like relevant terms, your most used words, and some important talking points that are in your answer. Now, once you're done, then you can compare your answer to the advice that they give and see if you've hit all those main points. Now, quickly, I think it's always good practice to do a video recording, so you actually practice speaking and you can hear your tone and your delivery as well as seeing yourself and your facial expressions. So how does interview warm-up suggest that you should answer the tell me about yourself question? First, it gives a list of 70 words that you could use to answer the question and explains how each of these keywords are useful to the question. Now, a quick example of that is using the word delivered. And it suggests giving two moments where you got positive feedback about the way you delivered results. Or another one is the word supervised. And it gives the advice of talking about how you would like to be supervised. Or do you like to supervise others? You would now in, in reality, like you won't be using all 70 keywords, but it's good list to get some ideas and some direction on things you can talk about to get the interviewer's interest. Interview warm-up also advises on five main areas, and these are one, experience, two, skills, three, lessons learned, fourth is goals, and the last one is interests. So keep in mind that you don't have to structure your answer in this order, but we're going to go over each of those sections and see what kinds of points it gives us. So more of like the tips and tricks on how you can answer this question. So the first one is experience. And it says when talking about your experience, then it helps to show how your past training and roles will help in your new one. Consider mentioning these four things. So the first one is your previous roles. Second, your previous education and training. Third, your current role. And fourth, your past experience and how it's relevant to this role. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I would say instead of previous roles, then keep it relevant to the, your relevant roles, which will keep you from uh, regurgitating your entire resume and getting into that trap. Now, the second part is your skills. And interview warm-up says this about your skills. 
When talking about your skills, it will help to show your strengths and abilities. Consider mentioning these four points again. And all of these are going to have four points. So the first point is the skills you can bring to this role. Two, the skills you'd like to use more. Three, how you've used your skills in the past. And four, skills you've received excellent feedback for. Again, pretty straightforward. Now, I would just quickly caution you of just making a list of skills, but actually give some short one or two sentence examples after each of those skills on how you have shown or demonstrated those skills in the past. You know, it's easy just to make a quick list, but, you know, it's not going to have the same effect without having that evidence to support your claim that you have this skill. So next part, the third part is about lessons learned. And interview warm-up says this, when talking about your lessons learned, then it helps to show how you've grown from previous successes and failures. Considering, consider mentioning, one, what you've learned from past experiences. Two, how feedback has inspired personal growth. Three, how you learn best. And four, how learnings from your past experiences can help in this new role. Now, this is an interesting part that's a good reflection point. Now, I'll admit that when I first saw this section, then I immediately thought of if you failed at something, and then what did you learn from that? But that's not entirely the case. You could probably rename it to skills learned or something like experiences learned. Like I managed a team of 30 people and I learned how to adapt to the different styles of management that allowed people to be effective. I wouldn't talk about failures here unless you had a very good reason to bring it up. Like, for example, in 2020, my team underperformed, but that taught me to pivot and restructure my processes that increased revenue 200%. But even if you take that answer, then you don't have to explain the first part. You know, it might just bring up more questions. So I would avoid talking about failures at least in this question. You, you could bring it up later on if they ask you something about that, like tell me about your biggest failure or tell me about a time where you failed. But in this question of tell me about yourself, I would avoid it. Now, this would be a good time, though, to bring up accomplishments. Like the latter part of that example that I just gave of I learned to pivot and restructure my processes that created an increase in revenue of 200%. And that's what you want to focus on more than, you know, maybe failures. Now, the fourth, fourth part uh, is goals. So when talking about goals, then it helps to show what you want to achieve in a new role and beyond. So consider mentioning, one, what success in a role means to you. Two, what you're looking for in your next role. Three, the kinds of roles you'd like to have in the future, and four, what you'd like to achieve in this role. Now, to me, goals is a good thing to have because it can show your interest in this role or how you would fit in this role. You know, it could be, it can like show that you're interested in career progression and could help them consider how they might be able to keep you on their team. Now, remember to focus on the current role though. Like it's fun to talk about the future and all these roles that you'd want to have, but they need somebody in this role right now. And 
not someone who might be able to move up or someone who's using this role as a stepping stone for another one. Okay, so just focus on this role. And at the same time, be aware of what they might be looking for. The section is very personally focused and might not always be the best strategy to always talk about yourself, 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 yourself. So if you can change your wording and your mindset from here's what I can do and change it to here's what I can do for you, then you might bring, uh, then you, you, you're able to bring the interviewer into the conversation more and it shows them how you can be part of their team. And here's an example of what I mean. Let's say I said this. My goal in this role is to learn how to use Excel better and learn more functions. Now you can compare that to this other answer. I would use my abilities to learn quickly, learn lots of new functions in Excel, and that can help the team be more organized with more efficient database management. Now the second one tells them how you would fit in this role already so they don't have to think about how you would be part of the team. So I would say that that is much better than the first one. Now the final section is interests. And interview warm-up says this. When talking about your interests, then it helps to show the kind of work you want to be doing. You want to consider mentioning this. One, the kinds of activities you naturally gravitate towards. Two, what kind of work you find rewarding. Three, what kind of work you want to do more of. And lastly, how this role will help you explore your interests. Now this section might blend in with your goals and remember to keep it focused on your job as I mentioned before, focused on the role. Some people might think that this is where they talk about how they enjoy skydiving or about how they take their two cats named Mr. Snuggles and Chips to the park. But keep in mind that going into these interests can be tricky as the interviewer might relate to you or they might judge you on your interest because people naturally gravitate to the worst case scenario. Like, for example, if somebody goes skydiving every weekend, then people might think that they're like an adrenaline junkie and this desk job won't interest them. Or if you ever go into your personal interest and make sure you relate it to how you would benefit or how it would benefit you in this role. Maybe skydiving is where you come up with your best ideas, like the one where you came up with an idea to fix a process error, which increased productivity and allowed faster production by 125%. So if you can relate your interests to your work, then that'll be able to, that'll be more effective than if you just say, oh, I like A, B, and C. This is what I like to do on the weekends, okay? So make sure it does, uh, you keep the idea of the role in mind and how it relates. But the biggest concern that I have of this structure is that it's very self-focused, which I kind of mentioned before, and it's not really a bad thing, but make sure you always bring it back to the role or to the company because after a while, the interviewer might think that you're overconfident or they just might tune you out. Think about it this way. and You could think about people in your lives or a person in your life who just talks about themselves all the time and they take the attention, all of the attention in the room and tell stories about themselves that you don't really care about. Probably bores you to death, but if they brought you into the conversation and into the topic and showed how this conversation affects you and your interests, then you'll be more engaged and more attentive.
same thing in an interview. Bring in the interviewer and the company and tell them how all your skills and experience would affect them. Here's my thoughts on Google's interview warm-up platform when you're using it for or preparing for your interviews. Now, I think it's a good option when you want to check some main points in your answer. It gives you those five areas that you should focus on and highlights where it is in your answer. And it's good to see those visual kinds of things. You can see the structure and you might consider moving things around so it has a stronger effect. And you also have suggestions of how to improve areas that you might be missing. So it's good to get a general idea of the answer that you give. Where it's lacking is that it doesn't tell you if it's a strong answer or not. You can use all their points, but your wording might be off like what I mentioned above with bringing the company into your answer. You know, it doesn't mention anything about metrics. So you could say that you manage the team, but what if your team had 100 people? Then that is an important point that you don't want to miss. Or if you made the company money as opposed to just making the company 100 million in revenue. You know, there's a big difference. And those are things that you don't want to miss because it really hammers home a point. That has a much larger effect when you give a metric, okay? But if you're in a pinch, then here's how I would use it. It's a good way in checking how you would answer an interview question or even just testing out your question or your answer to the question. It helps to really get the main points in your answer and to understand what you should be addressing. Now, this is really easy to use and you can always go back and improve on the tips that it gives. The only thing is that you'll need to come up with the answer first and then check it with interview warm-up. Or you know what, you can even just look at those points and then you can craft your answer from it as well. But like ChatGTP, you need to still show your personality and flair by putting in your own spin on the answers. You know, as I mentioned before, put in a little joke or a funny comment or even put a little story into it. That will give the interviewer something more to relate to and shows more of your personality. You could come up with a good answer though by checking and modifying what you want to say. But add the tips from the episodes of the offer letter so you can come up with your best answer. People don't look for good. They look for great. So if you have a chance to make it great, always take that little bit of extra time and effort to make it great. In the end, let's say that you have an interview tomorrow or an two days and if I needed a place to start and have a lot of questions and I can't find a career coach or somebody to practice with, then I would probably use either Google's interview warm-up or ChatGTP. But as I said last time, it's amazing how technology is advancing, but you can't go wrong with experienced career coaches because they're the ones that are able to find those little things that will help you to improve. That's why you should check out the other episodes here on the Offer Letter to get that good advice from real HR professionals and real career coaches and even try reaching out to them on LinkedIn. Now make sure that uh, you mention, if you do reach out to any of our guests, that you heard them on this podcast and I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And I, would, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Manzano, hoping that soon you will get your offer letter.